Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Alex Avila with Love University, and we're back. I'm an author, psychologist, and speaker. Every week, we talk about how to love ourselves, others, and a higher nature, how to improve our finances, career, health, relationships, and spirituality. And we've been talking about the book, The Three Secrets of Happiness, which I wrote to help people find the inner truth and to have that joy that they really want. It's a slim novel. It talks about a pompous psychiatrist named Harry who goes to the mountains, meets a martial arts master, Tanaka, who helps him understand, after he dissolves his ego, the true secrets of happiness. Last time we were talking about optimism with Harry and Tanaka, and today we're going to switch into the final secret, forgiveness. And we begin. Harry, we have learned the first two secrets, gratitude, which energizes our present, and joyful optimism, which secures our future. But now we must deal with perhaps the most important key for our ultimate happiness. It is called forgiveness. The forgiveness that heals our past and prepares our future. How do you define forgiveness, teacher? asked Harry. Forgiveness is the process of wiping your mental and spiritual slate clean of all the harms that have been done to you. If someone has injured you in the past, by forgiving that person, you no longer harbor any ill will or resentment toward them. You have erased the pain of what was done to you. You are now free to offer compassion to that person, not because he or she deserves it, but because you are a God-created human being who has mercy and compassion within you. Harry, think back to that incredible moment in history when the lover of humanity was being crucified, and he whispered those precious words to his captors, a bittersweet song that resonated forever through the echoes of eternity. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Imagine, Harry, if you can, the magnitude of what happened on that cross. This man of forever was forgiving those who had tortured and humiliated him, the very man who would kill him in the worst way possible. He was forgiving those murderers, the worst of the worst, offering love in place of hate, compassion in place of condemnation. And Harry, I will tell you something else. When Jesus forgave those torturers and murderers, he was creating the perfect example for us. He was setting us free from the frozen pain of our past, from those who have hurt and betrayed us, from those who have tried to infect us with the diseases of hate, prejudice, superstition, and fear. Forgiveness, what a beautiful idea, but unfortunately one that's so difficult to carry out in real life. It's not so easy to forgive, is it, Harry? You know that as well as anyone. Tommy, can you forgive your abusive parents, the teacher who humiliated you, the best friend who stabbed you in the back, the ex-wife who took everything you had and left you bent and bitter? Teacher, I know exactly what you're talking about. Forgiveness is so difficult for me. Harry was struggling for words. This was harder than he had ever imagined. I still have hidden resentment and anger toward those who have hurt me in the past. The pain is still there, very much alive inside me. Why can't I forgive? Harry, I'm going to tell you a hard truth right now. You may not like this, but here it is. You don't forgive because you secretly love your resentment. Yes, you do. Deep inside, you love feeling like a poor me victim. You love being the aggrieved person, the injured party. You don't admit this, of course. You pretend that you are all over that. You have grown up. You have matured. But deep down, you're still just like a little child who feels you've been wronged. You keep insisting that other people pay for the sins they have committed against you. Don't get me wrong, Harry. I realize that. In certain circumstances in the past, you have been an innocent victim. Others have deceived, betrayed, and abused you without justification. 
Evil, cruel, and heartless people have hurt you, Harry. And to be honest with you, they probably don't deserve much, if any, mercy, kindness, or forgiveness. But despite what they did to you, regardless of how much you suffered at their hands, you must still forgive them, Harry. You need to forgive those who harmed you, not because they deserve forgiveness, but because you deserve to experience the true joy and incredible freedom of forgiving others. It's true, the more you forgive, the more you are healed. Also remember that forgiveness is blind to the type of wrong or injury committed. Forgiveness forgives all, even the worst of the worst. The most inhumane and horrible treatment ever endured can be forgiven. If Jesus did it, you can too, because you were created from the same mold, which is love. You see, Harry, forgiveness is the greatest love of all. It is love's highest form. Forgiveness takes self-interest, self-concern, and self-pity completely out of the picture. It completely eliminates the false, temporarily reassuring feeling we get when we play the victim role. The erroneous belief that the world owes us something because of the bad way we've been treated. No, Harry, the world doesn't owe us anything. We owe the world our forgiveness. And the more we pay the debt, the more emotionally wealthy we will be. We will no longer be bound by the anger, resentments, and hostilities of the past. We will liberate ourselves from the cruel, from the malicious, from the evil. The ones who hurt us in the past can't hurt us anymore because we have taken away the only things they could hold us with. Anger, resentment, and hate. Does this make sense? Yes, I guess, Harry said weakly. Stop fighting yourself, Harry. Forgive those who have harmed you in any way, shape, or form. Do it right now. Forgive. That teacher, that parent, that friend, that lover, that public role model. Forgive anyone you think has let you down, hurt you, or betrayed you. Don't do it for them, Harry. Do it for yourself so you can see clearly through the eyes of love, instead of through the clouded lens of anger, resentment, and hate. Do this, and you will feel better, much better. I promise you. Do this, and you will experience love in its purest form, unconditional love, agape. Harry, know this. When you forgive others, you are not condoning what they did to you. You are not accepting their lifestyle, their behavior, or their choices. You don't even have to like them. You don't have to associate with them in any way. But you do need to forgive them because that is the only true love you have left. This is powerful stuff, said Harry. As he finally understood what forgiveness was all about, it made absolute perfect sense. Yes, it is powerful, Harry, but I have saved the best for last. I must now tell you about a very large obstacle to your success and happiness in life. A stumbling block so great that we must address it now. Otherwise, I'm afraid the three keys will be useless to you. Please tell me what it is. Harry was truly concerned now. This must be important. Harry began to knock somberly. The stumbling block I'm talking about is the mental place where you have buried all of your failures, mistakes, and poor choices. You buried them, Harry, but they are still there, like zombies ready to come out alive at night when you're just about to fall asleep. You start dozing off for a second, and here come those sneaky suckers. Those hideous mental zombies. Their game? To torment you into an early mental death. Their name? Regret. Regret, Harry, is the worst feeling of all. That nagging, self-attacking torment that reminds you of your most horrendous mistakes. It brings to mind your terrible failures. Your unrealized dreams. Harry, your failed possibilities. Regret scolds you when it tells you that you blew your opportunities and ruined your life. Regret taunts you. When it says you can never get back what you lost, you will never have what you really want. The funny thing is that you may not have actually done anything wrong. 
Maybe you didn't make any real mistakes or errors. But regret isn't having any of that. Regret makes you feel like you've made terrible and irreparable mistakes, even if you really didn't. Always quick with damning questions. Why did you? Why didn't you? Regret makes you second-guess everything in your life. Why did you stay with that stupid, abusive, and incompatible partner who made your existence a living hell? Why didn't you stay with that awesome soulmate, the one true love of your life? Why did you continue working at that miserable job you hated, the career you loathed? Why didn't you follow your dream and become a scientist, entrepreneur, lawyer, doctor, homemaker, artist, musician, craftsperson, or teacher? Fill in the blank. Why? Regret screams. But you don't have a good answer to that, do you, Harry? The only good answer regret tells you is that you're a stupid, foolish, and worthless piece of excrement, never letting you rest, never letting you feel satisfied and contented. Regret liberally sprinkles the word should in all of his conversations with you, making you suffer all the more. It taunts you. You should have saved more money or enjoyed your money more. You should have invested more or invested less. You should have lived there or not lived there. You should have worked there or not worked there. You should have said that or not said that. You should have loved that person or not loved that person. And the list goes on and on. Regrets, you've had more than a few. Isn't that true, Harry? Yes, teacher, it's very true, said Harry with a heavy heart, as he staggered under the twin tonnage of bitterness and regret. One of my biggest regrets, in fact, was losing the love of my life, Daphne, to my own stupidity. Beautiful Daphne, you can still taste the sweet scent of her skin, feel her touch upon me, hear her gentle voice. But I blew it with her. We were both so young, and I was too immature, too rude, rough, and jealous with her. I knew I made a big mistake. I should have let our love grow gently and patiently. We could still be together now. We would be so much in love. I wish. Stop it, screamed Tanaka, as he unleashed a backhand strike to Harry's face. Stunned more than hurt by the blow, Harry began to cry. I'm such a loser, said Harry, with extreme self-pity and heartache, suffocating his every breath. I didn't deserve her. I don't deserve anything. I've made so many mistakes in my life. I hurt so many people. Again, Tanaka raised his hand as if to strike Harry, only this time he laid it ever so gently on Harry's cheek. As he whispered two simple, pure, beautiful words in his ear, Forgive yourself. Before Tanaka touched his cheek, Harry had been lost in his self-indulgent reverie of regret. In his mind's eye, he clearly saw all the people he had hurt in his life. He painfully unearthed all those hidden thoughts of failure and shame and guilt and regret, cringing as it washed over him like a great, unrelenting ocean wave. Harry was so wrapped up in his own mind, in fact, that he barely heard when Tanaka whispered the beautiful, merciful, melodic words in his ear, so faintly, so softly, so gently. Forgive yourself. But now the words forgive yourself finally began sinking into Harry's consciousness. He suddenly stopped crying and looked at Tanaka with a mixture of hope and expectation. Tanaka knew exactly the pain Harry was feeling. He offered words of support and healing directly from his heart. My son, my friend, my love. Forgiveness of others is hard for some, but true forgiveness of self is merely impossible for many. We are often our own worst enemies, our most severe critics. While we can sometimes find it in our hearts to forgive others, we often don't extend that same tenderness, love, and courtesy to ourselves for our real or imagined mistakes. We are too critical, too tough, too harsh on ourselves. 
The self-criticism becomes ingrained in our mind from an early age. It takes the form of our parents' voices who tell us, you're a sinner, you're going to hell. You're too irresponsible. You'll never make it on your own. You're not loving. You won't find anyone to love you. On and on, the voices torment us as we incorporate them into our minds as real entities, otherwise known as thought demons, the evil, self-defeating voices from within. The regret thought demon is an especially tough foe when it comes to self-forgiveness. It is so hard to be kind to ourselves. In fact, we're often kinder to strangers than we are to ourselves because we don't see that our true nature is really made of love and forgiveness, not regret. Now, Harry, I want you to do something at this very moment that will help you wipe away regret from your life. Are you ready? Yes, teacher, said Harry, eager to rid himself of that terrible enemy, regret, once and for all. I want you to go back in time mentally to that point of regret when you lost your first love, Daphne. See yourself as you were then, along with your pain, regretting what you had done in the relationship, tormenting yourself with the thoughts, how could I have been such a fool? I will never love like that again. Harry, do you see yourself the way you were then? Yes, said Harry, as his eyes filled with bitterness and tears. Okay, now I want you to, to see the you of today in your present bodily form, sitting face to face with the younger you. Do you see that? Yes. Okay, good, continued Tanaka. Now I want you to visualize the older you saying to the younger you these three simple words, I forgive you. Visualize now that the two yous, your younger self and your present self, are hugging each other to the rhythm of forgiveness, rocking, flowing, and harmonizing. After a few minutes of meditation and contemplation, Harry opened his eyes. Tanaka asked him if he had been able to do the exercise and what he felt. Harry was clear-eyed and he felt warmly relaxed. He answered, Yes, I saw it. I experienced it. It was an amazing thing, both of us, my past and my present selves, coming together like that, forgiving each other, supporting each other, caring for each other. I can't explain exactly how I feel right now. I just feel different, lighter, more at peace. What else? asked Tanaka. Tanaka knew Harry had changed. Now he wanted to know exactly how much. The regret is no longer their teacher, said Harry in a calm and steady voice. It's completely gone. I can't quite believe it. At first, I couldn't shake the regret of losing Daphne. But then during the exercise, I thought about her in a completely different way. And this time I realized... The end of our relationship happened for a purpose. We were not meant to be together. She now has a wonderful marriage with her soulmate that she truly loves and deserves. I'm happy for her. I really am. I have no regrets. Not finished with what he had to say, his heart finally released. Harry allowed his head to fall on Tanaka's shoulder as Tanaka's large arms wrapped themselves around Harry and both started to cry tears of forgiveness, love, and happiness. At that very moment, something miraculous happened. The end became the beginning, the past joined the future, and most wonderful of all, regret merged into forgiveness, giving Harry the greatest gift of all, love. One week after their momentous meeting, Tanaka passed to a different plane of existence, transforming in his sleep from life to death. Few attended Tanaka's funeral, not many knew him, although many had heard of him. Harry came to pay his respects, but he didn't stay very long. Tanaka would not have wanted any regrets. Harry was sure of that. As for Harry, he never did write that chapter in his autobiography about the happiness man in the wilderness. In fact, Harry never did write his autobiography at all. He decided he still had too much living to do, 
Not the kind of living he had done before, but true happy living. Along the way, Harry scaled down his therapy practice, bought himself a small cabin in the mountains, and began spending many fun and relaxed days and nights in his wilderness vacation home. Now, on starry night after starry night, Harry lay on the ground near his cabin, listening to the harmonious and lovely sounds of nature. And it was on one of those particularly beautiful nights that Harry looked up into the sky and recognized something strangely familiar, something comfortably sweet. It was up there, yes, he was sure of that, a vision of something special, a form without form, visible yet invisible. This thing, it had no name, floating among the trees, the birds, the rocks, and the sky. Then he recognized something else. This form without form was laughing with unrestrained joy and pointing three long, tender fingers toward him. Each finger, one feeling. Each finger, one secret. Gratitude, optimism, and yes, forgiveness. How could Harry ever forget? The author had written it for him right there in his soul, right there in his heart. Love University students, you can go out in your life and live a life of happiness now that you know the three secrets. The three secrets of happiness, gratitude, has to do with the present moment. We appreciate everything that you have, your life, your friends, your family, your loved ones, your career, all the things that you do in a daily basis, and everything that you have. Also, joyful optimism which has to do with the future. We expect the best. Good things will happen to you, your loved ones, as life goes on. And finally, forgiveness, especially self-forgiveness, to forgive yourself of past mistakes, errors, and regrets. If you live these three principles, you too will enjoy, like Harry and many others, the life of happiness. Love you, Irish students. Go out this week and live those three secrets. Also, if you want to be on a future show, if you have a show idea, if you want to comment on today's show, you can reach us at 310-226-8090. You can write to us at loveuniversallylove at gmail.com. You can visit us at loveuniversally.love. You can also follow us and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Love University Podcast. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Love Letter U Podcast. Download the podcast on Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And Three Secrets of Happiness book is available on Amazon.com. So until next time, love your nursery students, put away your notebooks, your iPads, or your phone, live a life of happiness. Until next time, this is Dr. Avila, class is dismissed.